You're listening to Tech Talk Central. So, so uh, we've got with us uh, Litsa, mm-hmm. her name. Her formal name is Dr. Garifalla Grosopoulou. <laughs> okay, so um, Litsa, you've been, uh, you've done your bachelor on cell biology and your PhD on developmental biology. Okay. This is, it's not new orders, I'm a technology person, but you must understand, you're going to make it really simple for us to understand what exactly it is you're doing. You've been through London, that's where you studied, right? Yeah. Uh, And you've been working at Democrito since 2002. Can you just tell us briefly about you, first of all, what you've been doing, what are you doing here? Well, um, what um, what, what I'm going to describe is part of our work. It's um, what we do is teamwork, and um, part of our work is working with um, neural cells, trying to um, uh, find ways to um, improve conditions that relate with neurodegenerative disorders and uh, conditions that have to do with um, injuries of the spinal cord. Okay. So, uh, to make it simple, in case of um, these disorders where the 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 nervous system deteriorates, then you have functional problems. Uh, people have face f- functional problems, and the nervous system is um, a system or a tissue that does not <coughs> renew. Mm-hmm. So when problems arise, these are very difficult to 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 cure them or um, uh, f- have rehabilitation. Yeah, so. uh, I know we've all heard about neurocells and how incredible it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you sh- I should ask, where do you get these neurocells? Yes. So there are ve- many ways where you can get them, but there are some recent findings that you can get these some cells from the nasal cavity. So there is a group of um, there is a part of tissue there that is called uh, uh, olfactory mucosa. Okay. So you get those uh, olfactory and seething cells from there. So these are difficult names, but uh, um, this is how they are termed. And you get these olfactory and seething cells from there. And in this group of cells, there are many different cells there. So in this group of cells, you can find some cells that are called neuroprogenitor cells. Mm -hmm. These cells are cells that are kind of committed to become neurons. They have it in their program to become neurons. So in these cells, in this group of cells, you find neural stem cells. This is a term that many people have heard, I think, the yeah, yeah, stem yeah. cell biology or stem cells. You find these neural stem cells. So our aim is to find ways to enhance the population of these neural stem cells. So when you when you take these cells from the nasal cavity, it's a very easy way to, to remove them from the nasal cavity. So, uh, sorry to interrupt you, but you are saying that mucus... Is useful for something, right? Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's, it's it, amazing. It, right? it, 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 it's very. It, I think it's very dangerous to start <laughs> saying things like this. Oh, okay. But, but um, if you treat mucus in a lot of different ways, uh-huh. uh, then maybe it can be very useful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Obviously, so, obviously, there's a lot of science uh, going yeah. into this, guys. No, 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 uh, I don't know. listen to me. But yeah. Um, so what what you do is you you take the surgically you you remove the these cells and what is our aim is to enhance a population of cells from there so we have an increased number of neural stem cells that these cells if you 
get them transplanted afterwards in a place of the nervous system that has functional problems, then maybe they can uh, mm-hmm. cure these problems. They can they can have some okay. sort of therapeutic effects. So this is what is called cell-based therapy, okay. which means it's a new um, side that uh, therapy turns in terms of um, trying to if you introduce cells into different systems of the body, then these cells go and find their targets and they give solutions themselves instead of uh, having other sorts of treatments like surgery or um, mm-hmm. medicine. Got it. So, so at what stage are you right now? So now we are uh, culture. We remove these cells, we are culturing them, and we are finding ways and factors that enhance this population of neural stem cells so we can increase their number mm-hmm. and increase their ability to self-renew because these cells do not easily self-renew. Yeah. Uh, in terms of transplantation, you have it is important to have a big number of cells in the site where you transplant them. So this is our uh, what we're doing now. So we have managed to culture them, increase their number in culture, mm-hmm. and now we are trying to move uh, to um, uh, in um, in terms of transplanting them in some animal models. Okay, okay. Where uh, they face problems. It in. sounds interesting and very hopeful for the future for the for, yeah, for the people. Yeah, obviously, yeah. you're going to be curing a lot there of diseases. There are very um, there are many. Uh, exciting results because uh, cells from they they have removed the mucosa in seeding cells from the nasal cavity and they have transplanted them in patients with uh, spinal cord injuries and they have seen huge improvements in their motor abilities and they've managed to walk and move their hands so it's very promising. Uh, One of the things I I I found interesting when I read your work is that there's no actual ethical boundaries. It's it's mucus. You can. Yeah. It's not like and getting from babies or no, no, no. all the and, stuff you hear embryos. It, yeah, and not only that, but it's what we call autologous transplant, which means you remove this tissue from the same person that has the faces the problem. Uh-huh. And then you transplant it into the same person. That's great. So uh, it's much easier, easier as mu- as easy can it be? Yeah, yeah. But it's much easier uh, since it's from the same person towards the same person. Yeah, yeah. And there's yeah. no ethics no, involved no, in that. No ethics involved. Um, and it's a very simple surgical procedure. Let's uh, wish you all the best. I want to move a little bit on. Mm-hmm. Um, you are a scientist and a researcher, and your background is medicine. I wanted to ask you what it is, what what it takes for somebody to get into your field. You know, we, we I hope we have young people, and I always encourage young girls, especially, to get into science. Uh, can you give me your take on what it involves? Being is it easy? What? How do you? Nothing see it? is easy. So this is not easy either. Um, uh, it's very exciting. I think when you're younger, if we're talking, when I was younger, uh, all I was thinking is that I'm going to be in a lab making experiments and having exciting results. And what you face is this. Yes, you're always in a lab doing experiments. Uh, a lot of them are very disappointing but because, you know, you get results that you are not expecting. Or, But you always, you have to always be motivated you always have to have questions raised. It's um, um, somewhere you don't do the same thing every day. You rarely do the same thing every day. Uh, you have to always keep in touch with what is happening. And you get to 
cooperate with people from many different disciplines. So you learn a lot of things. Um, and biology and medicine can combine with physics, maths, um, um, other aspects of science. You um, tend to cooperate with people from many different countries because that's how it is nowadays. You can't be limited into your own small world. You have to expand and find cooperations in different countries. So you have to attend meetings and seminars. So you, uh, you inform yourself all the time and travel a lot. Okay, so the networking is good. I get that part. Um, I'll just ending up with two questions. First of all, uh, really quickly, what are you going to be presenting on Researchers Night? It's going to be some uh, work that is related with what uh, I um, uh, talked before. And where can uh, they find you? In the um, section where there is the Institute of Biotechnology and Applications. It's an institute in Democritus mm -hmm. uh, that has... You'll be there? Yeah, I'll okay. be there at the institute explaining and the explaining part of the work. Okay, since, uh, since I am a technology person myself... Um, give us your take how you see in medicine technology. How, how do you perceive it? What, do you, what are your expectations? I, I think these go hand in hand. They can't. It, it, it has to do in the future. Do you use technology? Uh, stuff, you know, do you do all the, all the um, new stuff around? Are you, I, would, I try. Are you savvy? Uh, I try. I think I'm not that much a technology person but I try as much as I can to, because you can't work in, in in a different way so I don't know what part of technology you you mean or you are well yeah all, um, the, all the new tools that uh, are the, the hype new, around the hype tools yeah yeah we have to we can't uh, we can't do anything any different uh, but I think medicine or biology or science uh, biological science uh, is gonna it's a revolutionary aspect of things and yeah. it's gonna It's going to change things much more in the future than maybe we can imagine. And it's going to do that hand in hand with technology. And, and biology is not just as we used to think about it before. Uh, we're just a, a, sci a crazy scientist sitting on a bench and making experiments. You can... Okay, crazy scientists, I don't know, because people are listening and can't actually see you. Uh, <laughs> guys, Lisa is not an old woman. <laughs> Uh, light colored because of she's in the lab. She's got a nice tan. She's very young and beautiful. And thank Lisa, thank you very much for being thank with us. It much. was a real pleasure thank trying to explain too. your science simple for us. Thank you very much. You're listening to Tech Talk Central.